using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive into boundaries, having boundaries with women so that you don't feel like a pushover, you don't feel like women are walking all over you, and you don't find yourself frustrated and mad and angry at the women in your life. We have Karen Brody on our show, and she is going to break down how to establish boundaries with an emotional woman and just with women in general. It's a great episode. I'm excited for you to hear it. So it's coming up next. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. Your host, Kristen, of course, with you today, as well as Marnie Kinross from wingrowmethod.com. And today we have the author of Open Her and Man Coach, Karen Brody. Karen, thanks for hanging out with us today. Hey, it's fun to be back. Yeah, Karen is back. And I don't care if anybody else liked the episode that Karen was on because I did. So who wouldn't like it? I wasn't here for Karen's episode, I believe. Yeah, no, I think you did miss Karen's episode. But my point is that I don't care if they did or did not like it. I was fascinated by everything that we talked about because I felt very justified. Anyway, to give a recap on our discussion from the last time that Karen was on, we were talking about women and how if they feel unheard or unseen, they start to tense up in relationships, tense up in dating, and they can emotionally unleash on you. Actually, Karen, why don't you give a little bit of a rundown of what we discussed yesterday? Because this is your area of expertise. So yeah, I'd love to to hear your rundown. Okay. So what we were talking about is this disconnect between men and women where the woman feels that in some ways she's not being appreciated. She's not being loved. She's not feeling desired. And because women are passive by nature, what we tend to do rather than just ask directly for what we want is we tend to complain. And what I said last time is it's not pretty, right? But it it tends to be what we do. And what I teach men is rather than try to change that entirely, why not just learn to interpret it and lead through it in a way that's powerful? So when women are complaining, they're essentially saying, again, I don't feel appreciated, I don't feel loved, I don't feel seen, I don't feel desired, right? Something like that. And 
What men tend to hear when they hear that is something global, like, I can't get it right with you. I can never make you happy. And oftentimes they collapse, particularly if they hear this over and over again. Now, because they're responding that way, rather than responding in the way that the woman hopes they'll respond, the woman gets louder, right? So she starts escalating the complaints. You never do this. You never do that, right? We never go out, those sorts of things. And that for the man is even worse and makes him even less motivated to do anything for her. So here she is just not getting her needs met and he's feeling like he's unappreciated. And when this continues over years, oftentimes there are breakups and men are blindsided. I mean, one of the reasons you reached out to me is you had read that piece that I had written on how this man was completely blindsided by his partner. She's like, it's over for me. You don't listen to me. You don't give me what I need, et cetera. And so that's how it comes about. And then we also talked about what can a man do in that instance? Well, nobody likes to hear anyone complain. It doesn't feel good, right? The masculine in all of us feels sort of offended by that and defensive. But if we really listen through complaints, what we can hear is the woman pleading for something. And if a man learns to listen better and hear her as a woman rather than as a man, he hears, okay, she needs something. What can I do here to make her feel safer, to make her feel more loved or desired? And when he leads through in that way, then she looks up to him respectfully like, wow, you're the guy because you got it and you led me through this. Where we ended with this was that place at which men can lead through it. But then what I wanted to talk about with you was how men can manage this and have boundaries with this. Mm -hmm. Because that's huge. Because I think I'm guessing that some of the men who were listening to the last episode would say, oh, so I'm allowed to have this woman just be a complete bitch, go crazy on me, and I have to take it. Why can't women change? Why don't women have to learn how to calm themselves down? Which, you know, whenever I get comments like that, I typically say, well, you know, there's a million other platforms that is not Ask Women that is teaching women about how to voice their wants and to calm down themselves. But we're trying to be the interpreters for you so that if these women haven't nipped this in the bud and learned how to calm themselves down and you engage with this kind of behavior or encounter this kind of behavior, you can know what to do, which is why Karen is back and she's going to teach you how to have boundaries and self-respect during this process with women so that you don't feel like you're getting walked all over, taken advantage of, And as my husband likes to call it, I'm not your punching bag. So avoid being a punching bag. Okay. The floor is yours, Karen. Tell them how to do it. (laughs) Exactly. I think first we have to make the distinction for those who didn't hear it between complaining and criticizing. Because I think when a woman is criticizing a man, he doesn't want to stand for that. And he generally doesn't want to lead through it. He wants to let her know, hey, this doesn't work for me. So a criticism is when she's disparaging of your character. You know, you're a loser, you can't get anything done, you know, that kind of thing. Then you simply want to say to her, look, I'm not going to stand for your criticizing. me. If you want to talk about something, I'm here to talk about it. I'm here to listen, but I'm not going to stand for this. And I always suggest that men just walk away. You don't need to do a big confrontation. You don't need to scream. As soon as you get really angry and escalate, you've lost power, is the way that I see it. When a man 
well, I don't love this word, but we use it, corrects a woman in that way, you know, when he lets her know, like, I have boundaries, there's a line here as to what I will and will not put up with, she respects him more. And then because we're sensitive and we actually don't want to hurt men, we'll tend to apologize for that kind of behavior. If a man puts up with that over and over and that continues through the years, then that becomes the way that they relate. A man can say to a woman, look, Rather than complain when you need something, I'd really prefer you just ask me. Now, is this going to change her immediately? Probably not. But it will encourage her to think about, look, I can really get my needs met more so and better when I just ask him for what I want. And he's eager and willing to help. So that's one way. I think men need to be really aware that women are not as emotionally tidy, so to speak. And this isn't all women. I mean, there's some women who have it totally under wraps. But for most of us, I think we feel a lot of pressure emotionally quite often. And I think if you're looking at a woman as a woman, you don't have the same expectation of her as you do a man, right? You don't expect her to be all logical about the things that she feels. And you're not always demanding that she justify what she feels. I think such a huge part of leading women is really understanding them emotionally and being able to accept them rather than just tolerate them. Does that piece make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So what are some tools that you, or even one tool that you could provide that could help men understand women rather than tolerate them? (laughs) So let's even bring it up to the beginning stage of dating and relationships, right? So maybe even on date two or something, a guy's on a date with a woman, And she gets a little bit tense about something. And you can see it in her face that she's gone cold about something that's been brought up or said. You're not really aware of what you've done. What would be a tool that a guy could use in that moment instead of like brushing past it and just sort of tolerating that behavior? Or I actually think it's ignoring it rather than tolerating it. What can you do? (laughs) Yeah, and I find the ignoring is really frustrating. So I think the first thing is don't ask her what's wrong. I think there's something about that for most of us, probably for men as well, that makes us feel like, okay, I have to explain why there's something wrong with me, right? But I think language is important. It's huge. To just simply say, hey, what's going on for you can be really meaningful because it gives her the space to explain, okay, yeah, I'm feeling a little testy right now. It's hot. I haven't eaten, you know, whatever's going on. I think the most important thing that I teach men, and it's something I personally had to learn, is not to take it personally. So when you are listening to women, whether you're a woman or a man, and you hear this tone start to come through in a woman where she's unhappy, right? Something about what's going on is irritating to her, unsatisfying. You know, as a man, you can feel like I'm failing, you know, I'm just not getting this right with her. But if you don't take it personally and you ask yourself, what if this isn't about me? You know, what if it isn't about my performance or whether I'm attractive enough for her or what have you? Then you can get interested and say, hey, what's going on for you? You know, tell me about it. And then that soft tone, that lack of judging will cause most women to open up and explain. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I do agree. Kristen, what do you think? I think so too. I mean, you can't talk to a woman aggressively and expect to get something sweet. It's like putting salt into cupcakes and expecting it to still taste sweet. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Right. Right. Although salted caramel cupcakes are fantastic. So I wouldn't... That's true. (laughs) That's a good point. I wouldn't frown on that, but I totally agree with you. Can you tell me why what's wrong is... 
every guy's going to be like, oh God, this is like torture. You're walking on glass constantly. Why are things like, what's wrong? So they actually feel kind of offensive sometimes. But why? Why is it what's wrong? Like what is going on for women psychologically? And what is this emotional pressure that they're under that men aren't aware of? I wish we could do a survey because I'd like to ask a lot of women what that is. I know for me, it feels like what's wrong with you or what's wrong now? It's sort of generally when a man is saying what's wrong and not always, but it's coming from a tone of what is it now, right? It's kind of always something. This is when men and women fight. Now, if it's fresh and a man just says, hey, what's wrong? That may have a different effect. But if it does have that tone of what's wrong with you now or why aren't you happy again, that kind of thing, that can trigger tension. For sure. For sure. It's funny. So when I was giving birth to my second child, my husband, when I would have contractions, he would look at me and say, what's wrong? Where does it hurt? And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, it hurts everywhere. And I told him to shut the fuck up and sit down and like I would talk to the nurses because I was just so irritated at that point. But the what's wrong in general does have this triggering effect. And I also have a sensitivity towards, do you want to talk right now? Right? Because I'm waiting to talk constantly. It's, are you ready to talk right now? And if you are, come say, I'd like to talk right now. But these are all like little language things that you have to learn about the woman that you're with. And I hope that vice versa, she's learning about your language triggers as well or about your tone triggers and trying to alter those things. I want to take a quick break because I want to go over again in greater detail about how to actually establish these boundaries with women, potentially from the very beginning, so that it doesn't build up to this level where a woman's heavily triggered by the word what's wrong. So we will be back after this. Are you going through hard times? If you are, join the club. And in those hard times, are you finding that you don't really have anyone to talk to? Well, also join that club. Because even though we have friends and we have family, they all have their own lives and they all have their own problems. So it's really hard to find someone to talk to when you're struggling. So that's where our sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. They are here for you, whether you're struggling with depression, with loss of a job, no matter what it is, get thoughtful, timely responses and set appointments with BetterHelp. And I want you to start living a happier life today. Don't wait. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash askwomen. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest that's open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers 
and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. That's promo code NFL100. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Karen Brody, the author of Open her. And we're going to dive into how to properly establish boundaries with women in this setting. I love all the examples that you've been giving about how to be kind, but let's go like that step further, right? Because the man says, okay, but you know what's going on with you? I want to hear. And she goes, nothing, right? Or you're on a second date and the woman's like, no, I'm okay. I'm totally fine, but still remains to be cold. How do you continue down that path without saying to her, like, you can treat me like shit and be a bitch, even though we just met and I'm okay with it. Like, how do you establish those boundaries? So you're still like, I'm a really cool guy who respects himself. I know something's going on with you. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Kind of taking a step back, I think you had asked the question about women and why we have this pressure emotionally. I like to think of us as having an emotional vessel inside of us and collecting a lot of emotional matter throughout the day, which men don't do, right? It's more the nature of the feminine to be one that holds, right? And the masculine being more empty. And I think it feels good for us and relieving to talk about what's going on for us. And we don't always do it in such a neat and tidy way because it feels tense, you know? Sometimes it feels bad and we just need to get it out and not be judged. Now, I don't feel that men should have to sit for being abused. Like, for example, when a woman doesn't take responsibility for what she feels and she just wants to blame the world or blame her guy for everything she's feeling. Considering the question I think about leading and how to establish boundaries from the beginning, I think if you know that women sometimes feel ashamed for how much we feel, I think that's an important place to start. We'll often say nothing's wrong because we're judging as ourselves as having something wrong, right? And so we say nothing or we feel like we don't want to burden you with all the things that are going on for us. So we try to hold on to it and we do a really bad job with that generally. I know that I myself get very embarrassed by some of the things that trigger me where I'm sensitive or I feel hurt or unloved. And they're just like tiny things that you're like, oh, I don't want to tell you this. And I'm mad at myself. And then I'm giving you a tone that seems like I'm mad at you, but it's really angry with myself. And if I verbalize it, you're going to be disappointed in me. That's such a perfect example. Exactly. You're triggered and you're embarrassed and you want to talk about it. So you say nothing and it sounds like you're angry with him. I think in a lot of instances, and I want to hear what you guys think about this, but it's great if the man sort of gently pushes 
like you were saying earlier, he knows something's up, right? So rather than back down, which is what men tend to do, they feel like, well, I'm not going to invade your space, you know, because men would prefer you to invade theirs. We want to be invaded, right? Constantly. (laughs) I always want to be invaded (laughs) in any way you can. Yes. Yeah. It's true. I love that. Invade me. For then him to say, look, you don't have to talk about this, but I know there's something up. So I'm here and I want to hear what it is. And if you want to tell me, I want to hear it. And then most women will spill, right? I think that first nothing is wrong is sometimes a little bit of a test too. Like, do you really want to hear it? You know, or can you handle it? Or should I talk about it kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Well, Kristen, why don't you tell me what you're thinking about what you're hearing right now? Because I want to know your opinion on this. You and your great hair, your great New Jersey hair. Oh, God, help me. Seriously, help us all. (laughs) I have a perspective from a man's point of view and a woman's point of view. This is me announcing that I'm coming out as transgender, basically. I'm gender fluid. I'm very 2021. Oh, God, I knew that was coming next for you. (laughs) I feel like it's smart for men to understand where a woman's coming from in terms of communication and why they shut down, but we can't forget the side of the man's part. And so I want to know what is the man feeling and thinking throughout this? Like, is he being ignored or is his style communication not good enough? Like, what can we say to focus on him for a second and less on her to make him feel like he's as equal in the conversation? Oh, that's a good question. Silence. (laughs) I I, I ask perplexing questions. Marty wants me fired. Yeah. Get out of here, you transgender. No, I'm just joking. I would never say that. For me to respond to this, like, because I've worked with men for so long. I really believe that once you get in the habit of doing the things that Karen's talking about, all you can feel is empowered. Like for me with my children, because this is a very similar dialogue to what I'm having with my children now, how you have to communicate with them, remaining calm, not putting your own shit on them. And then they give back to you and there becomes less conflict. So when a man can nail this kind of dialogue down and conversation style down, it's going to make him feel freaking awesome (laughs) and strong because he'll say, I don't have my woman nagging. I don't have her being mad at me. I don't have her withholding sex. You don't have the same issues as so many of your guy friends do have or so many of the same complaints. So I really think that this tool on its own is something that could be empowering for men. But I don't really think that's what you're asking. I think that's just like a little sidebar for how men can view this. This is a tool they can use to alleviate the power struggle that may go on between themselves and women and also empower them because they know how to handle a woman when she's like this. But I I think that for men who are listening, I think that right now, they typically feel extremely confused, exactly as Karen's been saying. They're baffled by what the hell is going on with this woman. So they're frustrated. Just as I'm frustrated with my children when I've said a million times, stop hitting your brother over the head <laughs> with that book. <laughs> with this. <laughs> but, right, with this hammer, stop doing it. Right. <laughs> but trying something different in your communication style so that things don't get to that point can stop that behavior from happening and actually switch things up. So that frustration will disappear and that conflict will become less and less over time, whether you are just starting to date a woman or you're in a long-term relationship. Karen, do you have anything to add to that? I absolutely agree, Yen. I channel man. I really do. I really empathize with men. And when I'm in 
a leadership role with women, I feel the same kind of frustration when women aren't communicative, when they're not clear, but I get why they're being that way. And I also get that they want to be encouraged sometimes. And they want to know that it's safe, right? That they're not going to be judged. And I think you're you're exactly right. When a man learns these little navigational tools, like, really, I do want to hear what you want to say, okay? And, and he pushes just a little bit and she opens up, he starts to feel super powerful because all these things that have frustrated men for so long, like, I don't even want to touch that. I don't know what you're feeling. It's too weird. I don't even want to go there. To taking a breath and just asking her one more time, tell me what's going on. And then she trusts it, you know? I agree. That's power. Yeah, I totally agree mm-hmm. with you. It's funny because you just said you feel this with women as well. And I do too. And it is fr- like, we both understand how frustrating, everybody understands how frustrating it is when someone won't open up to you. But with this tool, you can get them to open up and then you see a different side of them and you understand where that frustration is coming from. I have a lot of really strong female friends. I have a lot of female friends who were not empowered to speak when they were younger. They were the girls of the family and kind of told to like, hush, hush, that their opinion doesn't really matter their feelings don't matter or that they're over emotional or that they had very strong fathers who didn't understand any of these tools and didn't want to communicate past their frustration point. So a lot of these women have been trained to stay silent because it doesn't get them great things on the back end. So it's just a little bit of reprogramming that you might have to do with the woman in front of you, depending on what her background is and and vice versa for you. If you have things that are a struggle for you, pain points for you, uh, emotional pain points for you, then as you get deeper into a relationship, you can voice these things to her and say like, you know, when people talk to me in this kind of tone, it really hurts me. I can't stand it. It makes me go loony when people talk to me in this tone. And then she can become aware of it and try to avoid that tone or at least apologize after or at least be aware that she spoke in that tone and then therefore you're going to be triggered. So it's really just all about self-awareness and then expressing it to others. And that makes for a very happy living space, dating life, and relationship for you and the person that you choose to be with. Exactly. I love what you said about men sharing with women how they feel. I don't think they do it enough. And I think sometimes men need to stop and say, what you just said really felt bad, you know, or it really hurt me. And we don't want that, but we're escalating because we feel like you're not listening. One of the worst ways to respond as as we go back to where we sort of started with this is to not respond. I'm just going to give her some space and let her figure this out. I think for us, that's the worst. And I understand for a man, it feels like a minefield. Like, I don't even want to touch that thing. But when you learn to move through that, you're wielding a huge sword. Like, you're cutting through stuff that most men can't cut through. And it's it makes everything sexier and smoother. I think so, too. I think that this is really, like, Kristen and I have talked about it before, about emptying the dishwasher being, like, the first point in leading up to the bedroom. Like if you can empty the dishwasher and do that without me asking you, oh my God, that's just like a huge turn on. This is the same thing. If you can like, it's really being our hero. If you can be our hero in that moment, make us feel safe and not bad for the emotions that we have. All we want to do is just be on top of you and like love you and give you everything. Because really, as you said before, like no men or most men have not done this in our past. That's why this tool is really empowering for the guys listening. Right. And when you help us to not feel emotional shame, 
Oh, wow. I mean, we respect you so much. And I think part of that is another tool, which is helping a woman harvest her feelings. So men have power in conversations that are emotional with women, and they tend to think they don't. You can simply ask her, you know, tell me what you feel. Tell me why this is important to you. Rather than letting a woman sort of circle around things, because we avoid talking about our feelings too, is to lead through the conversation, to point her in the direction of where she's really trying to go, which short circuits long processing sessions, which men hate. And it helps the woman feel like, wow, you really do care what I feel. You're asking me about it. Where a lot of men are running from what we feel. So a woman says to a man, I want to talk about something with you. And he's like, oh my God, he's afraid of what she feels. But if you're willing to get in there with her and just say, tell me about it. I want to know. I want to know what you I feel. I want to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Then you look like you said, you look like a hero. Yeah. Kristen was going to say something. I heard you chime in for a second. I think you have a slight delay, Kristen. So that's why we may have cut you off. But what were you saying? So I'm curious from the guy's perspective, why they don't listen the first 100 times. You know, and this is not to be a guy bashing session. Like I said, I just came out as transgender. So I'm not bashing myself. But why is it that it takes 50 times or 50 tries for a woman to say, you know, it really upsets me when you don't close the box of the cereal container or whatever, and you leave it open. She says it over and over and over, and they still don't do it. Well, first of all, it does communicate that the guy isn't listening to her. And then therefore we translate that into, then he doesn't care about me. If he's not listening to me, then he doesn't care about me. But why does it take some men and some women, obviously, so long to actually just listen the first time? Again, I wish we could do a survey. I have been researching this for, I don't know, like 25 years and trying to figure it out. And the only thing I can come up with from all the men I have talked to about this is, I think it's a matter of how they sort things. So if you say you never close the cabinet door, he's like, that's like number 100 on my list right now, right? And it goes in and out. It just goes in and out. And I think they think we're exaggerating things, which is so frustrating as a woman, right? It's almost like they think we're looking at things in a funhouse mirror. Mm -hmm. And we're making too much of it. And so they're going to put it in that category of not important. Okay, I'll make a note of it, but it's not really important. And it's no wonder that we escalate. I think you're right, Kristen. If men would, it would help a lot if they would hear our requests as real for us, right? You may not think it's important that that cabinet is closed, but for her, it's important. And particularly because she asked for it, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that some guys are like, oh God, they ask for so many things. When is it just ever going to ask? And I get it. I do that too. Because I, listen, I see my husband's list of to-dos. They're like eight pages long. He's also very slow at doing things, but it's still eight pages long. <laughs> and for him to say, oh God, now I have to remember to do this as well. It's a headache for them. So I, I empathize with them. So I actually just did this, by the time this comes out, the video will be out, this YouTube video that talks about this 10 minute exercise that men can do every single day, whether they're dating or deep into a relationship, that will make the woman feel like a golden goddess. And really what this tool is, is just giving them 10 minutes of undivided attention every single day. It's actually something that I learned from this parenting program that I'm doing right now. And it's about giving kids this 10 minutes of undivided attention. And I saw 
crazy things happening with my children when I was doing this every single day. So I decided, you know what? This would actually work on me as well. I'm going to tell men to do this with women. And it's giving them those 10 minutes where there's no cell phones, there's no list for them to focus on, there's nothing else for them to pay attention to other than the woman. So they can say to the woman, are there things that you want to talk about right now that I'm annoying you about? Or is there something in the house you want done? I've got about 10 minutes right now. I want to give that 10 minutes to you. Or even, you know what? Right before bed, I realized we didn't get any quality time today. Kind of missed you. Why don't you come and cuddle with me before I roll over and go to sleep? Those 10 minutes of dedicated, but also identified special time to give to a woman, for me, that would melt me every single day. If there was a moment where you're not like frantically running around the house trying to get things done, but this guy could focus on me and say like, you're special. I want to give you my time where I don't focus on anything else. And that's where some of this conversation can be had so that it doesn't get to that point where these frustrations are creeping up later on. I thought it was a really good exercise that the men listening could start to implement if they're in a relationship now or potentially in a relationship in the future. I am going to wrap up this show right now, but I think we did a very good job of really explaining women's emotions to men and how to handle them. And we help them establish how to really create boundaries with women so they do not walk all over you. And you can navigate this world of communication and come out the hero on the other side. But Karen, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I love talking with you. I think you just have wonderful things to say and great insights about men and women. Why don't you tell people where they can find out more information about you? Okay, sure. You can get my book, Open Her, on Amazon. And you can also go to my website, Karen Brody Coaching, for more information and to get on my subscriber list. Wonderful. And Kristen? If you need help with your banter skills, you know where I'm at. Kristenandchill.com. Yo, yo, yo. That's Kristenandchill.com. I feel like a DJ just saying that. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I love it. And if people want to find out more about me and the Wing Girl Method, go to winggirlmethod.com. I suggest signing up for my newsletters and everything else will be told to you there. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please don't go and download individual episodes. That's just a waste of time. Go and subscribe to our show and please pass this show on to anybody, any man that you know of that you think could use the advice that we shared here today. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 